Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, I sit down with the pastors as we talk through what excites us about preaching, teaching, and studying God's Word. We also dig into this week's message in the series, Won't You Be My Neighbor? We hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, well, welcome back to Armchair Preaching. This is episode number 27, Back in the Armchairs. Kenny and John, welcome, guys. Hello, everybody. Hello. You guys doing all right? Yep, yep. It's good. It's a beautiful day in Florida. Good, yes, good. Yes. Well, today we are going to talk about uh, the continuation of our series, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Uh, this week, I was back in the pulpit uh, in classic service, which I haven't been in a long time. John was in Vine. Uh, before we get into that, uh, just to kind of kick us off today, somebody asked me this past week, and so I thought it would be a good idea for us to talk about this. Um, our main job is centered around uh, transmitting the the life-changing Word of God to other people, and I think we're all pretty excited and passionate about the Word of God, and so I, the question really comes out, what is it about the Bible that gets you excited, that, that gets you like just fired up and, and it can be anything or everything. So I'll start with you, John, kick it off for us. Uh, yeah, it's a great question. I don't know who asked that of you, but it's a, it's a great question because the Bible means different things to different people inside, outside of the faith. But, uh, there was a time in my life where the Bible was, yeah, had a few interesting stories and, but for the most part, it was completely inaccessible. Yeah. Didn't really understand it. Uh, don't know what the sort of central narrative was, but now when I when I come to the, to the Bible, uh, what continually amazes me about the scriptures is how inc- you know, people talk about how it's not relevant to our lives. Yeah, and like you read a story and you go, "Oh man, I've seen that. I just saw that in the paper," or "Oh man, I just felt that in my soul," or whatever you know, or "Oh man, I just lived that in my family." Yeah. And how incredibly relevant the, these stories are. And it's what, what becomes even more fun for me is that the more of these stories that are internalized inside of us and the concepts behind those stories, what they're, what they're, what they're showing us about the heart of God in this world, the more you, you think in terms of those stories. Yeah. And so that's what's fun to me is that, that you get, it's, how, it's how incredibly relevant it is. And once you see how relevant it is, then you begin saying, yeah, like, you know, what? the other day I was reading this book, this, this story out of the Bible, and it's the exact same point. Yeah. And I'm having these conversations with people that I would never have had these conversations with. But it's, it's, just, it's just, I mean, I, good, good examples. Just uh, what happens, who was that? Was it you talking the other day about Joseph? Uh, oh yeah, you, mm-hmm. I don't remember yeah. where that was. And we were in the new member class. New, new, class new, new member class. Yeah. We were talking about yeah, Joseph. Yeah. How how incredibly relevant that yeah. story is about Joseph. He's in a he's in a pit. He's in you know been been trafficked. He's been thrown into prison, and now he's the prime minister. You mm-hmm. know, and and what God what seemed like painful circumstances of our lives uh, was actually God preparing him yeah. for something far greater than he could possibly mm-hmm. imagine in those moments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what the I, relevance of that that kind of a story, and then you multiply that times the 66 bio- books worth of it. I know. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, Kenny? Yeah, I think uh, I'll, I'll take the angle maybe of um, within the within my particular role and sense of mission and purpose in life, um, I think the the most fun I have is 
when I'm in some sort of interactive setting, like whether yeah. it's a small group or a, a men's group where there's 15, 20 guys in the room and I'm teaching the Bible, but I'm doing it in a back and forth, everybody's chiming in. And that moment where um, where what John says actually happens in the group where yeah, real the, time. Con- the connection between what we're looking at in the Bible and their actual life becomes like a light bulb that goes off. I just think that's the coolest thing when yeah. you're like, dang, I just, I never saw that or I never connected that or man, that's really going to make a difference in my marriage yeah. or the way I, I feel about my job. Like to me, that's just, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. And when you get to see that in conversation with people, mm-hmm. That's, that is a really cool thing. Yeah, I mean, you hope and you trust and believe that that's happening when you're preaching, Yeah, that there are people are having those kind of moments out there, mm-hmm. it's, and sometimes you get to hear about them later, but um, it's different when you're in a, a, a room with a small group of people, so you see it and hear it happening. It's just yeah. pretty neat. And you know, yeah. we've all been at this long enough, too, to think that you see that aha moment happen, and then you see them live yeah. beyond mm-hmm. that, and you see that, that yeah. how, how these collection of aha moments begin to shape an entire life. So yeah. who you know, you know five years later is not the same person they would have been. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a cool also cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I think those are all wonderful points. I, I love that as well. For me, I, I think I always am amazed at just the profound, overwhelming, weighty beauty of the whole Scripture. I'm, I, You know, I, I think a lot of us in you know, the Western church, we, we kind of grew up maybe tending to really focusing on Jesus and everything else is 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 secondary. We f- forget the, the totality of, of, of the covenant promises and the Old Testament promises, and we were joking about it the other day. It really bothers me when people kind of just stay in the New Testament and they forget the Old Testament. It bothers me, um, because I remember in seminary when the, the light bulb kind of went off in my head that this is a huge story. This is a story that spans all of human history and we get to be part of that. I mean, that to me that 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 the hugeness of it and then watching the thread of God's purpose from Genesis to Revelation to me is just so it's so artistic, it's so creative, it's so warm, um, and so that to me, I just I, I get I get excited every time I do that. So as often as I can, when I'm not as much when I'm preaching, because the preaching moment we've talked about this many times is that you have a limited window, but in a teaching situation, um, it, it, if I can draw the the redemptive historical line from Genesis to Revelation through whatever passage I happen to be teaching on at that moment, I will do that. And I people will can attest to it. I get a little excited when I do that because it's <laughs> to me it's just like don't you see how great this is? This yeah. this this 6,000 or 8,000 years of of written history and and it's all there. I mean it's all there and it's um, it's it's incredible. I just I still it's a miracle to me. It's mm-hmm. the miracle of all miracles to me mm-hmm. that that God would do that and then reveal it to us through all of these different personalities of the human authors, through all of the different cultural uh, trends, through all of the the geopolitical upheavals, that that story remains constant throughout is that's mm-hmm. it drives it just it's awesome. blows my mind blows my mind. So thanks guys. That, that I think is, uh, is, uh, I think an important thing for people to hear our heartbeats on that because we, this is not just something we do. Mm-hmm. This is something we love and something we get passionate about and get excited about. And I think, uh, that came through a lot this week in our series, Won't You Be My Neighbor? 
like I said earlier, John, you were in Vine. Uh, second week in a row, I was in Classic. The first week I've been in Classic, I realized that the first Sunday in Advent, so it had been a couple months since wow. I'd even been in the Classic service, and uh, so it was good to be it's back. Good to be in, it's good to be in Vine, yeah. too, because I felt like Sunday for me was the first time I'd been in Vine, and it was it was a regular Vine service. Mm-hmm. It seemed yeah. like every time I've been in Vine up to this point, there's you know like like last week we were rushing off to a congregational meeting. Yeah. It's like this time it's like, okay, this is this is like a the, the normal Vine experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It is cool. di- it is nice. different. It's funny because you've been in there before, but it they have been either we've been serving the sacrament, which is always a great thing, but it does make it different. Or like congregational meetings, you, you don't get to you don't really get to kind of settle in as much. Um so yeah, it's good good to be in there. Um so this Sunday we were talking about a couple of passages of Scripture, uh, one specifically from uh, the life of Jesus and the call of Matthew. That's really where you camped out, yeah. and we were, mm-hmm. um, we were talking about, uh, for lack of a better term, the power of the party. Party. The pa- power of the party. Presbyterian parties. So you really <laughs> focused, John, on—we had two passages that we had kind of yeah. highlighted um, in the planning process, yeah. and one is from Deuteronomy, and I, I talked a yeah. lot more about yeah. that. Um, but uh, you really landed in the Matthew passage. So talk to me yeah. about how your approach to the call of Matthew and, and how that plays into the whole neighbor uh, theme. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and to be to be you know, ca- candid about it. if you were there, if you listened to it, you know, I, I really, I, I punted on the, uh, on yeah. the Old Testament passage altogether. So, yeah. you know, I listened to yours, you were like, you know, 20 minutes or so of, of just really digging into that Old Testament passage mm-hmm. and letting it come to life. And I mean, it did all that crackling with energy. Well, by the time I, you know, I really was thinking about the Jesus, the part yeah. the Matthew party idea. And by the time I got, you know, really into that yeah. and I knew, saying what I really felt it needed to be said, it's like, I, I had to make it's one of those decisions you, you have made. to make yeah. it yeah. you know you make these decisions if I spend time to do to do because to do what we did with the old what was done with the Old Testament I mm-hmm. knew that I needed to put 15 minutes into yeah. it mm-hmm. 10 minutes into it something yeah. like that and then the practical part of preaching comes into your yeah. into your decision making yeah. and that is that I don't have it yeah so I'd rather s- sit on this and just know that mm-hmm. I could illustrate it from all all kinds of places here but uh but that's not going to be one that I can get to because it's just going to take too much time to do it. So that was a uh, th- that was that was fun. So I, I hope that those who saw Ed Carley with his hand over his uh, the staff over his head, where we were using the Old Testament passage week for, get that this whole the this whole scripture is yeah. is valuable to to all of us. But I wanted to spend some time in um, in that story of, of Matthew because yeah. one of the things that stood out to me, and I mentioned this, is the, the, is the surprise element of, yeah. of the story. Because there was a, there was it was beyond surprise really when it came to the to the mm-hmm. Pharisees because they were they were upset yeah and and they and so I, I highlighted that but it just you know you you, you talked about this and yeah. yours is that the these um, the tax collectors were I loved how you talked about there's they're they even got their own category their own category <laughs> yeah sinners and then there's worse than sinners there's, yeah these are the worst yeah. these are the worst and I don't I, I stole that from somebody and I can't tell you who I stole it from yeah. so I don't remember but yeah, I remember great. hearing that so like. Wow, it's it's not just sinners. It's these guys are not even the sinners won't even have anything to do with them. Yeah. They're tax collectors. Yeah. Right? At least we're not tax collectors. You know, right. we may be sinners, but at least we're not tax yeah. collectors. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I just think, can you imagine those guys though in yeah. that in that house? There's another one like last week, where just the imaginative story. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy going down through the through the, the ceiling. Roof, Here's yeah. another imaginative story that the scene. Once you get it set, which part of it, you and I both did this. You set the scene. Once you get it set, there's this dramatic contrast in yeah. there between. 
you know, these guys are these are the worst people that they that one yeah. everyone can think of. And here's Jesus. Yeah. He's okay with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not condoning with their behavior. He's just, I'm here for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And so that was that was fun for me to just to be able to take that moment and just just set that scene and paint that contrast and see that surprise and then b- really remind everybody it's because of these very people. Yeah. You know, the, the 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 people who are well do not need a doctor. Yeah. Matthew mm-hmm. did. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I really they come to bring the right. Bring it, it's not the righteous; it's the sinners. Yeah, and I appreciate how you, you pointed out that that it it more than likely would have been the tax collectors and sinners that are most surprised. the The Pharisees are verbalizing surprise as though they are you know scandalized by this, but really it, that pales in comparison to these the actual surprise, the surprise of the, the those who are yeah. sitting with the. The, the new young rabbi who, who's actually def, kind of crossing those defilement. You talked about the def, that, those defilement boundaries. Mm-hmm. He's crossing that, not just crossing it, but, but reveling in it to be with those people and how surprised they would have got. I appreciated that, mm-hmm. that, that concept as, as well. Now, you know, you had the party theme. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that, you you started with it. You did, you had it in the well, middle. You both you had it did in some ways. You both mentioned college party life, which I, I thought that I was kind that, of an yeah. interesting <laughs> thing. We I, had, I don't know if we you obviously guys had very different college experiences. <laughs> we had different college. Yours experiences. and mine were very different very college different. experiences. Yeah, but well, I thought that was cool that you both opted to kind of start there as a as a way of connecting to normal life and what people might think of. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Well, see, for me, when I when I was thinking about. I, I was thinking through, and this to me was a little bit of an audience choice. If I had been in Vine, I might have taken a different approach. But, but in the the classic service, um, which is known for reverence and awe, and not that they don't have a celebratory attitude, um, I was a little tougher on eight fifteen than I was ten thirty. Uh, but, but just the idea that not only are we allowed to, as though God winks at us when we have fun, but we're actually encouraged to, as a mm-hmm. celebration of the provision of God, we're command- the, the, the Israelites were commanded to celebrate mm-hmm. as a part of their worship, and how Jesus takes that kind of mentality, uh, be- because we know Jesus knows the Old Testament, and it's, it's baked into who he is, he takes that mentality out of the synagogues, the temples, and as yeah. you had pointed out, and takes it into the house of a tax collector and yeah. hanging out with sinners. So for me, I was trying to kind of get break through that mentality for some people, especially of a certain age and a certain kind of mo. That if I if I have a party for the sake of uh, of having a party, then God is maybe okay with it, but He's not really happy with it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, no, no, no. That's not the point. The point is to celebrate God's provision and in that Israelite, the, the passage in Deuteronomy 14, and to take care of people. It's two sides. Yeah. That's the difference between uh, just a human party where we're just celebrating whatever, the Super Bowl or Valentine's Day or whatever, which are fine things to do, but when we shift it from God's perspective, it's celebrating what God's done and how we get to enjoy what God's done and how we get to bring other people into that celebratory moment and invite mm-hmm. people, you know, as they. they I loved what you did with the um, with with Hannah's birthday. Uh, Caleb's, Caleb's, yeah, yeah, Caleb's yeah, birthday party, yeah. Uh, one year old, and then and then well, it might have been wasn't it the two two year old birthday where she what a gift she is, or maybe it was Caleb. It was Caleb's, yeah. It was Caleb, you know, he he is a gift, yeah, 
Yeah. And that's why we celebrate. Yeah. Well, that that was a real story, actually. I hate to say it was because uh, I, I do remember us having that that one year old birthday party, and I was thinking, man, this is kind of huge for a kid that's not going to remember no clue. this yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, but it was it was one of those things where I don't have that my my makeup is not to be a celebratory super celebratory person in that way and it's not just not my default and uh, it is definitely more my wife's spiritual gift yeah. and but to so, bring that into the idea yeah. of, of gathering with others to celebrate the mm-hmm. gift of who they are yeah I thought that was that was beautiful man. that was mm-hmm. a great move yeah and one of the things I didn't mention I probably I wish I should have talked about what gets left on the table is one of the things we did with that party which is highly relevant to this sermon, but just it, it would have felt a little bit like pushing it too much, is that was the first real party in our neighborhood where we in, literally invited all the neighbors we didn't know. And we had one show up. We had a family show up down the street. They lived down the street for us for four or five years at that point. We had never met them, never talked to them. They had three little boys, and we're like, hey, come on over, we're having a birthday. And they all they showed up. And so we got to know them and talk to them, and that that was kind of a kind of a cool thing too so yeah yeah i liked how you talked about kind of the the difference between your previous life before christ mm-hmm. and some of the interactions that you had um one you alluded to it you know talk about it a whole lot but your college days right, right, right. <laughs> the drinking yeah, yeah. the drinking yeah. parties i always have i mean this is probably a good topic for another opening of our armchair preaching but uh, I mean, for those of us who have a past it's yeah. like you know, you want to. There's a real story there of, of yeah. what it was, what it was like, and and you know, we we had some. Um, at the time, we would have said there were really a lot of we had a lot of fun at these parties. Yeah, but it, but there's a you know there's a downside to it, and and my my concern with having that into in a preaching moment was that I, I wasn't about to glorify that. Yeah, and make it sound like it was it was it was fabulous because in the end, it, it wasn't. In the end, there was nothing that was sort of God you know, glorifying. Yeah, and and usually there's some after effects when with relationships that's not too not too good either. Yeah, and some after personal after effects that are not too good yeah. either. Just you know, not the least of how you feel in the morning. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, there was there was that uh, in there. But it just this is just the point of that was this is so much better. Yeah. But then you also had that cool. Tra- I thought really good transition where you talked about your. Your a dinner party with with this theologian who you had no idea who it was. Yeah, that was a cool yeah. story. It, it was almost like a transition point where this you felt like okay, at this moment I'm in this new world, but I'm not sure how I fit. You yeah. know, at that point, and but it was that 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 dinner party kind of moment yeah. that broke down the walls, yeah. you know. It and it's a, funny it how it, funny how you talked about the wall between you and this very, you know, John Leith is right. Yeah. Who was that who you that was yeah. who it was, right? That wall was broken down when it was just the two of you and you're talking about baseball and you're talking about all these different things. As soon as as soon as the people that are in the know show up, I, that's I was, when you felt I was out lost. Of, yeah, I was that's out of when you felt Well when I and what I thought was cool about that story was it showed that this prominent, well known theologian and author he did not feel the need to uh, to to relate to you as if he was that. Yeah, it's just one of those cool stories where someone's humble enough that you had to find out from somebody else what a big deal he was. Yeah, and and to me, and you, you didn't ex- explicitly say that, but to me, I'm like, well, that's exactly who Jesus was. Like, yeah. it was, not that everybody didn't know who he was, but it was kind of like he just downplayed that. He didn't lead with yeah. that. Yeah, and that's that's some of the cool opportunities in a party atmosphere or your home or out with coffee with people where you get to just not 
make it about you. You yeah. get to make yeah. it about the other person. Well, there's something the, that the, you did there, John, just real quick. I, I, that This is one of those times, I think, that when sometimes we preach things and the audience hears things that aren't said. And I did this. So this is what happened when I was listening to your message. What I heard in that, and this is not what you said, but I, the, the other students, the other you know, PhD students, the other theological students were standing in the role of the Pharisee. Not, not because they were Pharisaical, but right. unconsciously they had put this barrier up. And I started thinking, man, that even when we don't mean to be Pharisees, right? Yeah. Even yeah. when we, I mean, they invited you to this, this, this dinner party, but even when we don't mean to be Pharisees, sometimes that creeps in. Mm-hmm. And because they could have just as easily talked about baseball, baseball or whatever else, well, they yeah. could have talked about that too. But because of their position and their knowledge, they tracked differently and created a moment. And so I started thinking about that unconscious time where I'm not trying to be a Pharisee, but it it creeps out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. sort of watch, be, be aware of how we speak when yeah. we are in the presence of mm-hmm. others who yeah. might not know the insider. The language. lapsarianism. I was yeah. like, wow, I'm not even sure I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been to seminary. I still don't think I remember that. <laughs> we can talk about it now. Yeah, 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 no, that's okay. Next right. week's topic. I, I next week's topic. <laughs> Where do you land on the lapsarian <laughs> yeah, today? Yeah, and yeah, now, one of the things we'll, that, we'll that was interesting for this week, I thought it was interesting afterwards this week, is that we had a gathering of a group of people over a member's house. Yeah. There's probably you know, 40 people or so in the room and I'm I think and then they were all in the, the classic service yeah. and I think uh, about 6 of them said we are fulfilling what Zach <laughs> Pastor Zach challenged us to do That's to right. have a party we're have, we're having a party in here and it's deep and it's meaningful and it's yeah. about people and relationships and about Jesus yeah. and they said we were just this is a great big check mark afterwards so, <laughs> right. they so did, they're done they did their action yeah, they, checked, their action they got their homework checked. done so they're I guess done. we got to issue some stars I did ask them I did ask them afterwards that so how many people from the neighborhood that you didn't know did you invite yeah, <laughs> and that was a big old fat goose egg. We just got half of it right, so you got half of yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. We'll start there. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take it as a win. You get half on. Mo- you get half on Monday. You got to do the rest of it. But then I, I got a few emails afterwards as well. One of them was, um, uh, which by the way is really weird because I had a head cold on Sunday, and yeah. so I I had no sense of room noise, room sound. So yeah. my ears were clogged. Yeah. So I told Seal afterwards, was there was there any noise going on in the in the, uh, in yeah. the room because I couldn't hear a thing yeah. in there um, but I saw a couple of emails this guy to get get hear some you know chatter afterwards the email one of them was that uh, just timely yeah a comment about timeliness and the desire to reach out to some others and really bring some others others in and the other was in um, the statement there's just almost a it was almost an afterthought of a mm-hmm. statement which is again might be another interesting topic of you know what we talk about what we what we say yeah was the statement that Je- you may notice that Jesus didn't stay at home and wait for everybody to come to him yeah mm-hmm. he left and he went places yeah. he went to the synagogues and he went to the wedding parties and mm-hmm. all these different places and uh, and it was this was a family as uh, the, the dad was emailing saying that the family was talking about that as a family yeah is that how are we going to go out not staying at home waiting for people to come to us but we're actually going to where they are mm-hmm. maybe the parties that party somewhere else yeah whatever the sense of party is and yeah so i don't know if you've heard uh, the, the after some after chatter is always interesting yeah as they well. people come up to, usually you start hearing things people either email you or they come up i, I get it after eight i'll get it in the agape class and then i'll right. get it at the end and a lot of times on wednesday night someone will come up but i got a lot of folks from the the, the party that you mentioned they came up yeah we're doing the party man 
And I said, well, okay, you know, who are you going to invite? Uh, yeah, just the people that went up. No, okay, halfway, yeah. halfway. That's 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 great, but it's only halfway. And I, I think that's I think that's always a danger when you're when when I think and you did a great job of this, John. I think kind of pushing people outside the the norms, right? So yeah, we can celebrate and we can do those things well. Um, I think where we fail is to invite people to those parties or or like you even mentioned a little bit more fully going to the places where where people are and just having a having a party and i think one of the things that would be cool for us to explore just as a congregation is instituting some of those definitive matthew party um, moments and saying okay well you know what we're going to do uh, we're going to go out to Barnett Park down on Lake Mirror, and we're going to bring some food, and we're just going to have a Matthew party. And we want forty or fifty FPC folks to go down there, and then we're just going to invite every single family that's sitting out there to come have, you know, food with us. No, mm-hmm. nothing else. Not bringing literature. We're not, right. you know, not doing anything else. We're just well, going to have wearing a party. the t-shirts. Yeah, we're not the elevator mm-hmm. spiels. Yeah, this is not the this is not the moment of proselytizing. This is the moment of just being with the community. So I started thinking about some of those ideas as well too. What mm-hmm. what we uh, some some of the things that we already do, which I mentioned in the sermon. There are times where we do that that party thing very well, and we invite the community out. But which, by the way, one of them was a the tailgate, and I haven't. I haven't been here for a tailgate. Yeah, the tailgate. Yeah, yeah. That's speaking my language, and I'm looking yeah. forward to. Yeah. So this to that. is FPC tailgate without actually any tailgates, but it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> so that's well, a, but the other big one was Night to Shine, and yeah. both of you yeah, made big good. deals out of that in your sermons, and even acknowledged the volunteers and so forth. But in terms of the community experiencing First Pres as a place that throws a giant party, yeah, I thought that was cool. The yeah. Night to Shine is probably the most public community-wide event where mm-hmm. it shows that we love a party and yeah. we love fun and there was dancing and food and mm-hmm. people laughing and, and having a good time. And I, and I thought that was just cool. It's a cool way to, to mention that and that sermon was very appropriate. Oh, it yeah. wasn't like, hey, look what we're doing, but it was like, look how much fun we had yeah. and that was here, you know? And But I think the whole concept for this message is to say, yes, those are great things, those collective things. At least in my head, I was thinking, yes, those macro moments that we do as a whole congregation right. are awesome. Take that same mentality and go do the same. I mean, what mm-hmm. we're trying to do on a, on, a, on a big scale as a congregation, we hope people are taking on a smaller scale into their neighborhoods, into the elementary schools, into their workplaces, into wherever, and saying, you know what, it doesn't have to be a fall festival or night to shine or tell you. I those, love are, the, those are great, but let's call go. the elementary school and say we want to throw a party for a classroom. I'm going to tell you, they'll make it happen. So, and I, that's personal. That's where we do. You know, that's our neighborhood is our our elementary school. It's in, and it's in our backyard. And I realized when we had when our kids started going there, what what really what the needs are and it's a public elementary school it's title one so you get all range of kids and and uh and so julie does a better job of it than i do but it's that's that's where we go you know and and i think everybody has those areas you know places that you find yourself and you mentioned this john you know these these the places that you naturally go throw the party there and it doesn't have to be huge elaborate thing it could be a smaller thing but it's those are important God moments if we will just have the eyes to see and ears yeah, to hear that. We, we brought we brought food in the past to the to the um, first responders like the fire fire yeah. department, 
and just brought it in and just brought, just brought them, I don't remember what we brought, it was pizza or something like yeah. that. I just, hey, guys, I know you, you guys are doing a great thing for our community. We mm-hmm. just really want to thank you for that. And that to me is, I don't know, I don't, I knew one of them. I didn't know all of them. So yeah. it was just, just a chance to, just to show some goodness to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this, this week coming up, we're going to be, uh, I'll be back in Vine. John will be back in Classic. And we're talking about. Actually, I'll be Ed. It'll be Ed Diaz. Yes, thank yes. you. Thank you, John. Ed Diaz, special uh, preacher in the classic service this week. I will be in Vine, but this week we're talking about uh, even further extending that to folks that may not look like us, talk like us, act like us, be in any of the same spheres as us, crossing those cultural boundaries. And so we hope that everybody will come out to uh, one of our three services, 815 or 1030. And as always, if you've missed any one of the sermons, check it out on our website, fpclakeland.org, or on our YouTube page, uh, just search for FPC Lakeland. If you miss any one of the episodes of Armchair Preaching, encourage you to search for us, Armchair Preaching, wherever you get your podcast, and be sure to hit subscribe so you can know when a new episode comes. Kenny and John, thanks for hanging out in the armchair. Good to hang out with you guys. Yeah, see you guys next week.